Hi, Chris Christoff here. My podcast, Relentless, Life on Your Terms, with a special guest, Carl Brown. Thank you very much for joining us. No problem. Thanks for having me. Now, recently, you're the winner of the Business News Australia. Brisbane Young Entrepreneur of the Year. Yeah, Yeah, so uh, won the overall and uh, won uh, Retail and Services with InStyle Solar and won uh, Startup of the Year with Rocket, which is a new business of ours that we've had going for just over 12 months. Well, thank you very much. And funny enough, I actually saw you again two nights ago. You're at the CEO awards at the crown palladium and i thought it was you but i didn't come up to you and you were up against an unbelievable category obviously the great gina reinhardt was in your category yeah a few people have heard of gina so yes. it was an interesting one um but it was a great night it was awesome just to be in the room with a lot of the people that were there you know i kind of look at uh, a lot of them business people as kind of like the michael jordans or the tiger woods of the business world so it's just great to be in, in the same room as them really so well look that that's modest of you and i saw you last year in these awards and i thought wow you started your business in style solar in 2014 with two and a half thousand dollars that's right and since that you've had just shy of 100 employees and just over 100 mil just under 100 mil 116 employees and 100 mil in revenue yeah we're about 112 113 now just about to touch that but yeah it's in in just on five just over five and a half years so it's been a pretty crazy time um pretty pretty big growth pretty rapid growth but it's been, it's been awesome, been a lot of fun. Well, that's super impressive for yourself. So never sell yourself short, so well done. And thanks again for being. So in your entrepreneurial journey starting in 2014, what were the key things that, that really resonated you remember that starting your business, obviously there's a lot of hard days. What was the thing that made you want to start? I know you were in sales for a long time. Not my first time in business. Um, I think most people that have got a pretty successful company have had a few failures. And if they haven't, they probably will at some point. You know, I think you need them to, to know what you've, what you learn from them, you know? Um, the biggest takeaways for me, or the reasons why I started was, I was just working for, with another solar business. And um, one of the things they kept changing was remuneration packages. And when you're in sales, the easiest way to demotivate a salesperson is to ch- change the way they're getting paid. And it just kept on happening. So um, was sitting there on a couple of my down days and um, was having a good look at, you know, the industry. and. I just thought we could do it better, you know, and um, different and better, you know, and going through it, put a bit of a plan together and, uh, you know, it, it just all, it just started, you know, it was a um, interesting time, a very, very probably t- tough time to start a solar business. You know, all the rebates had started to drop and feed-in tariffs had started to lower and it was getting a bit harder, but I had a lot of confidence in what we could do in the industry and the way we could do things differently to, I guess, everyone else in the market. I'd like to touch it, it, on it that. It has worked. Because you said it was a tough time. There was all these challenges where people are turning the other way and you thought, let's give it a go. You saw an opportunity there. Yeah, look, what I saw was a lot of companies that had been through, I guess, the real peak periods of solar really starting to rest on their laurels. And what I mean by that is, is they weren't really getting their businesses out there. They, they, they'd sold so much and made such a huge pipeline of installations that they just weren't really pushing their businesses that, that hard and getting out to market. And I, I looked at it and thought, well, I think we can do a lot better than these guys, you know? And I also looked at the proposition that most of them were putting forward. They were really focused on selling technical solutions and talking about technical specs of inverters and panels and all different things. And I found that nearly all companies were going that way when, to be honest, consumers want lower electricity bills. All they really need to know is how much they're gonna save how long it's going to take to pay the system off, you know, with, with the savings, and that the system's of good enough quality that's going to last. They don't need to know all of the tech specs. So we went a different way. We sell lower electricity bills, and the way we do that is by putting a solar system on your home. 
It's similar systems with a mortgage. When people refinance and we say it's going to be X, all you really need to know is how much quicker will you be financially forward and stuff 100%. like that. When you mentioned as well the uh, commissions and people that are in uh, sales commissions, they don't trust because every week you've got a new pay package. It's kind of like superannuation. You don't trust something that changes so rapidly, do you? No, you don't. You don't. And you, you, in sales, I'm a firm believer for myself anyway, and some people can get away with it. I have to believe in what I'm selling. You know, I have to have full belief in the product that I'm putting forward to somebody. You know, for me to excel at it, I can sell anything to anyone, but if I want to have a lot of confidence in what I'm doing, I need to feel the product's going to be good for the person that I'm sitting in front of. You know, and with Solo, you've got that double-sided um, win to it. You know, you, mm. you're saving people money, which people need, yeah. you know. Um, and on the other side of that, it's an environmental product. You know, so you've got the two, two sides to it. You've got the green side of the money. Yeah, 100%. And it's a good mix. <laughs> so I call I mean? it the green and the green. It's saving your green <laughs> yeah. and it's saving the green. That's right. That's so, right. A really, a really big added bonus that it's awesome for the environment. I love hearing that, because you don't hear that often in sales. And there's only very few people that I can actually call sales professionals. Everyone's in sales. But the ones that have the true conviction, I've been selling since I was 10. So now I'm currently 40 to 30 years. And I've been running sales since I was 23. And I noticed that you've been doing something similar. And to have that passion to love what you do, but not sell anything to anyone unless you feel it's going to benefit them. I think that that's the true mark of a great professional. I completely agree. Yeah, it's got to be, you know, you hear about a lot of people and you, you know, the easiest person to go to is like the Jordan Belfort's of the world where everyone talks about everything he did wrong at the past. One of the things he was able to do though was take really poor quality type salespeople and turn them into absolute guns. The problem he made the mistake of was teaching them to sell something they probably shouldn't have, you know. Um, I'm a firm believer that you've got, you just have to believe in what you're doing. You've got to be doing it for the right reasons. And if you find all, if you be able to tick all these boxes that work, sales is incredible. I think it's an under, undervalued profession. You know, I think especially in Australia, I think it's getting better now, but even if you look back 10, 15 years ago, you say you're going to go into sales or you're in sales, everyone just presumes you're a used car salesman. Do you know what I mean? And to be honest, there's not that many great, I don't, know, I don't know how many cars you've bought over the last five years, but usually when you go into a car yard, they could probably do with a hell of a lot of training, to, to be fair. So um, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. I love that analogy. And look, you mentioned Jordan Belford and yeah. his techniques still apply and are true, but it comes down to what sort of ethics you have as a salesperson. That's right. You can learn something from everyone and being able to have that conversation with someone and to get a get someone to see their point of view to save them money i think second to none and i, I can see it in you actually love sales and it's everything i do i do it's probably the hardest thing about um having the company where it is now i don't get to sell as much as i usually do so um i don't get to work as early as you mentioned before <laughs> before but um if i do get in there before everyone on the phone rings i'm usually quick, pretty quick to answer it and most of them phone calls will turn into a sale you know so it's um it's interesting it's interesting i don't get the same amount of time but i love it I, and I love what you said. I read your bio when you said you still get sales and do the fist pump. I used to oh, call yeah. my friend on the way back from a double sale. And I go, man, I feel like, I shouldn't say it, but I'll say, I feel like I'm the federal of sales sometimes. I absolutely love the, the process of it. You don't hear that anymore. It's a profession. I can honestly say, I'm proud to sell myself professional. And then I sell real estate and I help people make money. And you mentioned the win-win. I help people retire financially secure. And I absolutely love what I do. So when you said, you get up early. I love it. I couldn't imagine anything other than getting up and going to that office because it's a passion of mine. I agree. And I think, I think most of the people that we're going to see t obviously tonight at the awards are, are the same. You know, like, don't get me wrong. You'll, yeah, in, every, in any business, you're going to have your bad days. You're going to have your sensational days. You're going to have that. But at the end of the day, I think all the people that are going to be here tonight have got that burning desire to achieve. Do you know what I mean? And it's, you, they've got, it's, it's, you don't see it in a lot of people. 
you know, but I, I do find, especially at these awards and at these events, the people that you meet, you just, they're just on a different level, you know. That's refreshing to see too. When I go to these events and I went to the CEO, I always have the same thought. I, I don't know about yourself. I just want to work harder and, and push more and be more. Whenever I walk into a room like that, it actually puts me onto overdrive times 10. That's the only thought that goes through my mind every time I go to these awards. 100%. Well, I lost to Gina the other night. So um, <laughs> I was sitting there going, how do I, how do I get there? It's like, you know, it's a, it's a pretty big, big task. How do I get her next year? Or how do I get her in two years time? But it's not necessarily about beating people. It's, you know, I think in business, you know, you set goals for yourself. Some of them are reachable. And um, if you don't reach any of them, you're not going to continue going to others. But I think you set pretty hefty goals in business and you work damn hard. And a lot of, a lot of people don't see the blood and sweat that goes into, you know, building a reasonable size company. And what Gina said, and that really resonated and actually made my hairs go up when she said, it's for all the hard works, for all the parties I never went to. It's people see the end result and they think, oh, I'd like to do that. Overnight. Would you? Get up and do the same thing. And it's actually... That the blood, sweat and tears, when you hear another entrepreneur speak about that, yeah. the emotion comes out because you know how hard it is. And when you're in a room, and actually it just motivates me to speak to people like yourself that have done this and just keep pushing and it just shows you how much more is out there to do. 100%. I think I've got, I've got a, um, uh, not a painting, but a poster on my wall in my office. And it says, uh, entrepreneur, someone who works 80 hours for themselves not to work 40 hours for somebody else <laughs> do you know what i mean and it kind of does resonate and i don't like to really talk you know everyone thinks that um there's all this work-life balance and everything going on and everyone talks about it and i do believe that you do have to have some balance but at the end of the day to build something great you got to put the time in you What's balance? Balance. well that's right if you enjoy what you do you don't have to balance it as much someone you know said I mean? that to me they go chris work-life balance i said that's a myth and yeah. to be honest it's not a work life I don't know about yourself, Kyle, but I've got four little kids as well. Two boys, they're upstairs. Two boys, so I've got a 16-year-old, a six, three and a two-year-old, and running multiple businesses like yourself. And they say balance, for me, it's not an issue because I love being at home. I love being at work. I look at my clock sometimes, 16 hours has gone like that. I love what I do. But when you said challenges, and, and I guess it's through your, it's through your failures, I think you, you come up with your successes, and that's when you really push yourself yep. but I'm gonna ask you a couple of questions and I know you're gonna have a lot of answers when was the one time that you really felt I had to back myself in you had to go all in to really make a difference when was the key defining moment and I know 2014 you've done amazing things yep. in such a short period of time when was the one moment you had to back yourself and go Carl I'm all in I've got to do this when was it it would have been about seven months into the business um, or maybe a little bit longer actually it might have been about probably 10 months in and back then we were doing door-to-door -door as our lead generation model so we had 14 door knockers working in a van and essentially um, they walked the team leader walked into our office after the rest had gone out to field and said i've got some good news and some bad news for you and i'm like oh yeah what's this oh the good news is we're staying till friday the bad news is all 14 of us have just been poached by another solar company and that was our whole lead engine at the time. And I remember my business partner, Jonah, and he's sitting there, he's going, we've got to do everything to keep him. I'm like, no, nah, let him go. You know? And when you talk about being all in, what that meant was is that for there in the foreseeable future, we had to rebuild really, really quickly. We had nothing coming in from a lead perspective to keep our sales there. And we had to pretty well restructure the business in five minutes, you know? And that just meant that back in the trenches, back on the phones, back, you know, when even though I was meant to be out selling and doing everything else, I turned into a technically an appointment setter again. So you basically you know? rolled up your sleeves and you got yeah, to work. Yeah, just got back into it. 
you know, and, and that's kind of what we had to do when 14 people go out to the producing two to three leads a day, you know what I mean? Um, that changes, it changes everything really, really quickly. But I guess what I decided at that point was in this business is that I was never going to allow other people to dictate the path we were going to take. You know, I could have easily tried to sit there and negotiate it and tried to do everything to keep these 14 people in the business. But I thought, you know, you don't want to be a go. You know, you know I'll I, find another way. I, I love what you said because for me, even if you kept them or you didn't, half their mind's already out the door. <laughs> They're I already shake gone. their hand and say go because you know whatever happens, I'm not going to fight to keep you and I know that you'll get six or 12 months, but not many people will do that. They're already gone. In their head, they're already gone. Yeah, what are you going to do? Offer them more money? You know what I mean? And, and then, then someone else is going to come back. Thing. Same thing. So what were you doing door to door? You were selling solar? That was, that was appointment setting for door to door, for, did, for, for solar. Yeah. I did door to door. I did all a gamut of different sales jobs, which <laughs> I love. That's how I started. At AAPT, I was switching people's phones lines. Yep. So all the, all the hard, I think that, that actually teaches you how to sell. When you do door to door, you're telling marketing for holiday concepts as well, selling timeshare. And I think that really teaches you the essence of selling. I started exactly the same way. So I started in sales, door to door for Optus. So that's how I started. So exactly the same way. Um, really good apprenticeship, I think. I think it was the best. I actually went for an interview. I'll never forget this. I'll share this story with you. And we're at the front. There's three of us there. You know, you're waiting. For, and we can hear all this screaming going on really loud. And I go, what the hell's going on in there? But it was loud. Like, next day we went in there. And they were having their rev up meeting for the morning before that day. Yeah. And when we're outside, we're the three people for an interview. I go, what is that? All that noise. They're banging, screaming, high five. They were building an energy in that room. And when I was in there, I was like, so taken aback. But after I just bought into it, and I thought, wow, this is amazing. Yeah, it was uh, pretty addictive for me. I, once I got in there, I, I didn't think I'd actually like sales. Um, you know, it's interesting because all my friends from, from school talk about it and turn back and go, you were always going to be in sales, but I'd never seen it. You know, a typical blue collar family was expected to be a panel beater, you know. Um, you were so a mechanic before. I was a mechanic uh, for a little while, then I went into panel beating in the family business and uh, essentially it just wasn't for me. Well, look, I never knew you before, but getting to know you like I did, sales would be a great thing because I think you're very likable and you can obviously sell. So I would pick that from speaking to you. You'll be good at that. Thank you. Thank you. Now, one more thing I did want to mention and yes. I saw and I actually thought, wow, you did the Vinny CO sleep in the last two years. I did, yes. Uh, uh, the first year I didn't actually, I actually fell down quite crook. So I didn't actually get there, but I still made sure everything was donated and I matched it. I did it last year, uh, this year, sorry. Um, pretty incredible experience, to be honest. I was actually... Uh, you don't really think of homelessness in the, in the right way. Usually, I, before I'd actually been to the event, I think of it as people on the side of the street or, you know, uh, homeless people you see in the city, that, that type of homeless. And you don't think of the people that are just trashing on people's lounges or friends' lounges or couch surfing and all them different types of homeless people that are living with family members or, or whatever. So it was, it was a really interesting, eye-opening experience, to be honest. Thanks for doing that. And last year I was appointed ambassador, but it's close to the heart. For me, they go, why? There's no particular reason, but I think everyone is a human being and it's a set of circumstances that could put me, you or anyone there. And if I'm there and I want someone to walk past, give me a smile or maybe a bit of food. So when I'm being able to donate, I think it's a great thing. So doing that, people like yourself and donating money as well, you mentioned you match as well, which is amazing. And yeah, I'll, I'll see great things from you, I hope, again this year. Yeah, look, we're looking to do it again. So I'm going to try and get my business partners and fuel my staff out there as well. I'd really like them to get out there and understand it. And um, no, it's, it was definitely an eye-opening experience. That's for sure. I'm taking my wife this year, the first Vinny CEO. Sleep on the bring <laughs> awesome. awesome. Carl, I can't tell you how much I appreciate your time. Thank you. It was a pleasure meeting you. No problem at all. Good luck tonight. Thank I you very you much. I hope you take it out. It'll be a bit of fun. I'll definitely be cheering Thank you. for you, Carl. Cheers. Thank Thanks you, very much. Thank you.